Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by InWeGo, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can for only $39 per month with no additional costs or fees. You heard that right, no additional fees. Literally hundreds of events for $39 a month. For instance, the next few weeks you could hit up the Nuggets vs. Jazz at Pepsi Center, Beer Flights at Prost Brewing, Avs vs. Preds, CU vs. Washington State, and countless comedy shows at Comedy Works. There is literally something for everyone. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that In We Go can get you in. And here's where it gets good. We've partnered with In We Go to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under $20 during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it like we did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now enjoy the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne right now. News is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot, score! Guess who? Guess who? Nathan McKinnon! He just keeps on roaring! Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow! What a play by Gerard! And now... Here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Welcome into the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. The subscription that gets you into almost any event in Denver with promo code BSN50. I am your host, AJ Hayfley, alongside Adrian Dater. We are here to talk about the fiasco that was the Avs Flames 6-5 disaster tonight. Uh, AD, after watching that game, how are you feeling? Well, I mean, probably feel like Mary Lincoln fell on uh, April 14th, 1865. I mean, uh, other than the play, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you... Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you enjoy the play? Uh, I feel, I feel like I just hit, got hit by a taser or something, uh, by f- fourteen tasers from fourteen cops or something. Uh, have you ever been hit with a taser? I actually have not. So thankfully, oh. thankfully, I'm just oh. being uh, melodramatic here. Have you? Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? I, uh, I I volunteered for it. I wanted to see what it felt like at a yeah. uh, one of those like cool come in and I don't know. It was some. It was something that I was doing at uh, at school. A, a million years ago just a and little it was, uh, they, and obviously they like it wasn't like turned up or anything it was like hey we're gonna do this lightly to give you an eye and it was just like Whoa. Yeah. it's uh it's it's definitely uh disarming so well i mean you know i said after the second period boy it sure doesn't feel like a 4-1 lead ergo you know abs weren't really that much better than the Flames, but gosh, I didn't. I didn't expect it to get that bad. I mean, they 
you know, they just can't they can't play with this team right any you know this year. It's pretty clear. I mean, some of the numbers are just ugly. Um, they had a they built a lead on a couple, you know, you know goals from nobodies on a team that you know that got their first goals as ever, and uh, you know that's all good. But uh, wow, what a collapse tonight! Yeah, whoops. Uh, not ideal, and they definitely built their lead on the back of Mike Smith being terrible. Uh, I mean the yeah. uh, uh, the 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 Kamenev goal. I mean, what I don't even know what he was trying to do there. Um, the uh, God, now I can't remember who, what happened on any of the goals they scored. Colin Wilson, uh, Carl Soderberg, well, the, well, the, the Sheldon Dries goal where it bounces off a defender. Like that's not really on Mike Smith. I mean, that's just bad luck. No, um, I mean uh, it, was, the, it was two on one. The Soderberg scored too, even though the puck was stoppable. But yeah, well, that, I mean that puck just leaked right through him. Like yeah. that's a bad goal. Uh, the Colin Wilson goal was really the only one that I didn't, I didn't think was anything. Uh, it was a nice pass cross ice. It was a good play from Dries and Wilson. You know, just put it home and then like like Mike Smith's not going to do anything on that. We saw Varley didn't do anything on like four of those tonight. So. You know, like those are the goals that you always try and score in video games because goalies can't get over. Like that's that's just how it works. You know, (laughs) the most disturbing thing tonight was that they apparently, you know, believed that they were better than they were a four-one team, and that they didn't really have to work very hard uh, the rest of the way. That's the that's a dangerous sign I have here. Like they should have been mad at themselves after the first two periods and said, "Geez, we're lucky here." I mean, it that way. Instead, they just come out like, "Oh, we're up four-one. Hey, we can do. We can go for out out here now." Yeah, they give up five third-period goals. They—they uh, <laughs> uh, they actually outshot Calgary twelve to eleven, which is sort of hard to believe, <laughs> uh, just because well, it did not—it did not feel that way at all. No, I mean, they just first five minutes of the third were a horror show, and. Uh, and, uh, you know, once again, we had a controversial play that penalty-wise that kind of turned the game. about that now or later? Yeah, we can talk about that later, but, uh, yeah, let's talk about it later, but, you know. Okay, let's save it for segments. Okay, the game, that sure didn't help. It, it really didn't. Um, I'm, this is normally in these post-game pods we like to do, you know, good, bad, and then kind yeah. of some wrap-up. Well, uh, there's not really a lot of good tonight. I mean, Sheldon drives a, a legit goal and an assist tonight. Yeah. Um, two points in 10 minutes of ice time. Abs fans were pissed when it was announced that AJ Greer was uh, the healthy scratch tonight yeah. from the forward core. And then it was kind of funny because, uh, you know, Kamenev scored a goal. Bork got an assist and uh, Sheldon drives, picked up a couple of points. So all the guys that, you know, we don't want to see those guys playing. Although Kamenev, people do want to see play. Well, uh, it was it was like ma. Those guys, those guys all did something. Marco well, Deneau continued to do nothing. Nothing. That's the guy they should have played Greer over. I, I I think it's gonna happen, man. I, I mean, well, I it better sure because Deneau has been terrible. I mean, he's a I mean, terrible player. What did they think? What were they thinking when they got this guy? Uh, well, I mean, I'm not gonna go that far, but I yeah, I, I didn't was, honestly. In, in I, six I don't minutes, remember him on the ice at all tonight. I just don't remember him. I don't remember seeing him out there one four, time. He played six minutes and 48 seconds. In that time, he managed to have two Corsi events for and 12 against. 
Uh, well, I mean, that line started out awful in the game. Like, I think the first yeah. the first period, especially, they were they were so bad. And then wow. um, and then it was like, all right, well, Deneau is going to go sit in the box. He was he's like the designated penalty guy every time that the abs take a team penalty or like Cole got kicked out. So he had to go sit in the box. Well, and then, um, did, did Kamenev get hurt? He might, did. I wonder if he got hurt at the end of the game. He only played eight minutes uh, after playing well to start the game. What happened? Uh, let me see. No, he has, his shifts are pretty consistent throughout the game. So, okay. That's uh, all right. I, I, I did, I did catch myself after I said that. I thought I meant, probably meant to say played little in the third. Um, and, and maybe we might've been hurt. I don't know, but, uh, why do you, that's a, we'll get into that. Maybe more speaking of, if we're going to go bad in this first one, why did Cam and have only get eight minutes and 40 seconds? Uh, well, he got 11.56 total. That's even... Uh, I'm reading a wrong chart then. Damn it. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. I mean, you're just looking at five on five, which... No, yep, that's what I'm looking at. Which, Damn it. I mean, you know, five on five is where the majority of the game happens, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at five on five. Well, all right. Ten minutes. That's... Twelve. More. He's second yeah, line 12. center. I, I guess that is not the second line. No, I mean, it really hasn't been all year. Well, but yet that's what they want to call it. That's what they're yeah. trying to call it. That's, that's what they that's, want it to be. That's what they're pretending it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kerfoot got 15 minutes tonight and he was horrific. He wasn't that bad. Oh, I thought he was so terrible tonight. Uh, that that icing in the, in the final minute of the game, I was like, that's just yeah, two assists. That's, that's just a little cherry on top of. Yeah, he picked up two assists, which. Hey, like that's great. Like Barry picked up an assist on the Dry's goal too, and like I said earlier, that's a luck goal. Um, that yeah. that goes in off of a Calgary player, and and I thought both of those, I thought both Barry and Kerfoot were bad tonight. Kerfoot picked up an assist on that goal, and he picked up an assist on the Landeskog goal um, with with a minute left to play in the third period after all the damage had been done. For me, well, that's that's not a two assist night to write home about. That's uh, hey, this looks good in a box score. Uh, but on the ice, I thought I thought he was bad. I I thought he was mishandling pucks in his in in the defensive zone. He was responsible for a couple of the turnovers uh, that extended Calgary possessions, and that was a team wide problem. That wasn't just him. And I, like I feel like I have to go out of my way to say this because I said on Twitter tonight that I thought Varley had a weak game, and people were like, "Oh, it's not Varley's fault. The team was was terrible in front of him." Like the guy gave up. Fucking five third period goals. You can't just say he was totally blameless. But like Kerfoot, I thought was bad tonight. He wasn't the only bad one tonight. Uh, there were worse offenders, notably the entire top line. But I uh, thought yeah. that I, I thought Kerfoot was, was bad. trying to be for Halloween tonight. Uh, Jeff Shantz. Yeah, I dude, I don't know what that terrible was. He was awful tonight. Not only just not doing anything, but he was like throwing pucks away and terrible defensively loafing back on that. Uh, one of those late goals. I can't remember which right now, but it's turnover in the, in the neutral zone, kind of slow getting back. And then, uh, you know, they got one last shot at the end to tie it about what? 20 seconds to go. And McKinnon's fiddles around with the puck too much. Then he fires a shot on, on net that goes wide and clears the puck from, from the zone for the Flames, and they, you know, that was the game. Uh, terrible game for Nathan McKinnon. Just brutally outplayed tonight. And, uh, I, don't, I don't know why he didn't. Big I, night for I, I thought, earlier in the day. 
I thought I thought he should have uh, put a one timer on net at the end there. I don't know what that was. Him stopping the puck and dicking around he's with it. Gotta like be that. too fancy. He's got. He's falling in love with this uh, lightning hands kind of thing, snapping the puck back and forth. Seemed like he's trying to get too fancy again. All of a sudden, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I just, yeah, I just, I would just like to see him keep that sim. Just, just shoot the one timer, dog. And yeah. I mean, and, and especially because. If you're not going to take that one-timer, you have no excuse not to put that puck on net. That puck needs to be uh, on net. You have to make Mike, Mike Smith make a save in that situation. The fact yeah, that he yeah, cleared those. the puck for the Flames in that spot because he missed the net entirely, that's inexcusable. That's awful. 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 Is it awful so or is it awful? Awful, man. It's, it's, those are the things that absolutely drive me insane. Like I get that he's trying to pick a corner, and hey, if he if he snipes that corner, we're not we're not having this conversation, right? Like they steal a point, and uh, they probably get smoked in overtime because they were playing like shit, and they never you know, were like, oh hey, you know. But but we were we're talking about McKinnon's bad night with a big caveat there with wow what a what a great goal, but I mean he misses the net entirely, and he rims out of the zone like it almost always does in those situations. You ha- and especially against a goalie that has not played yeah. well, you have to make the goalie make a save there, man. That's another thing, by the way, you mentioned there, a little pet. When was the last time you ever see the Avalanche guy just keep pucks in better at the zone? Why can't they ever seal the wall? Their blue liners always seem to just, oh, there's a little chip out. Oh, it's out of the zone. I mean, they never keep a puck in. They never battle on that blue line to squeeze the wall or something. It's like, they just give up on plays too often sometimes on plays like that. You know, I don't I don't have a I don't have an answer for that. I I don't know what's up with that. But knowing knowing the way that they're they're crashing the net in that situation, knowing the way that they're trying to take away the goalie's eyes and they're trying to jam as many people in front of the net as possible to make you know to, to make the mass chaos that led to their fifth goal, honestly. Um that, that he doesn't even put a puck on net there. Just, just, just one of those things. I always, you know, it's like it always seems like it has to be a perfect play for the Abs to, to keep something going, or else, you know, if the other team gets their hands on the puck, oh, it's out. Forget it. I don't know. Just annoying way they lost. I mean, you know, the fact is, this team is uh, not playing very good hockey again. You know, all of a sudden, here we go again on a downswing. You know, and it's. It's probably because of the injuries, and they just don't have enough talent out there, man. Two, yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't help. They just don't have they don't have a lot of talent. Let's face it, and you can't win without talent. Well, and I think they're I think they're misusing with some of the talent that they have. But yeah, I don't know if it's going to do any good. I mean, what's Carl Soderberg going to do on a quote unquote second line? I know. He, okay, try him with Kerfoot. That's fine. I'm all for that. Actually, try him with Kerfoot. Oh, it should be JT Confer that should be on a line with him. You know, certainly know. wasn't their problem course, tonight, though. We don't have him to play. When now we're down to, you know, we're just down to a bunch of you know no names again and playing two through four. It's just you have you feel like you have no home. I mean, yeah, you got a goal from Sheldon Drys tonight. That's, that's going to take another you know, ten games to happen. Just, well, I mean, they got they got goals from Drys, Wilson, Soderberg, and Kamenev tonight. This is on the top line, like. Yeah. Your top, your yeah, best players can't be your worst players in the game. I know, I know, I know. But the point is, it's just like it just you felt like it all felt like just a you know done with mirrors too much tonight. Anyway, I mean, uh, I 
the, but the point I was making is this team's just not playing very very well again all of a sudden, you know? It's, I uh, thought they played well against Minnesota. Sloppy. They're getting out. So. They're getting out. Chance. They're not having the. They're not controlling the puck enough right now. Um, you know, they had the one great third period against the the Senators, but really, you know, they haven't played a really good game for about uh, five games now. I again, I thought they played well against Minnesota. Ah, no, that's. So. I, I, I thought they were okay. Not good. I mean, not terrible, but I don't think they all played Minnesota necessarily. I do. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they're playing uh, very mediocre to poor hockey right now, and uh, just too loose, not handling the puck enough, not getting the puck. Uh, they're looking like a team that's just, uh, you know, getting getting crushed in their own zone again at times. I mean. You know, they just check the heat map tonight. I mean, flames are just all over the abs in front of the net. Uh, I mean, they got dominated tonight. There's just, no doubt just about that. Terrible. I mean, the, the forwards can't box out well enough. They get too easily boxed out themselves. They're too small on lines two through four. Um, just add it up to. You just feel like you're not uh, you're not controlling the hockey game like like you were before as much. You know, all of a sudden they're looking like they just can't skate with teams. All of a sudden. Jesus, All right, dominated him. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this segment up. Uh, 16 minutes of us just being mad. So <laughs> I'm gonna, and we haven't even really gotten into the whole Ian Cole fiasco yet. So. We haven't about the refs yet. Yeah, right. That's why I wanted to save it for the next segment, so we have something to talk about. Uh, before I do that, gonna pay some bills here, and I've got to remind you that before we jump into our next segment, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for our BSN listeners. You already know that Total Beverage has the most liquor in Colorado at the best prices, but now they're delivering to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. For a limited time, Total Bev is offering $10 off a $50 purchase on their website and app. Use code BSN10 to save $10 off of $50 for all your holiday parties and have it delivered to your door. Download the Total Beverage app. Use promo code BSN10 for $10 off your next order. Promo code BSN10. On the Total Beverage app for ten dollars for ten bucks off your next liquor delivery today. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We will be right back on the other side. The Sportsbook Bar and Grill is owned by Denver natives who love Colorado sports. I'm a big sports guy. I love watching sports. I love people's reaction to sports when it's a high stakes game. No matter what's going on in the world, it kind of unifies people, and everyone seems to be a friend. You know, when you're at a sports bar. So, yeah, that's that's the main reason I want to get involved with a sports bar. That was John Porter, part owner of Sportsbook. Him and his team pride themselves in creating a great environment for you to enjoy your favorite sports with TVs in every direction you look and so much more. Something that makes Sportsbook unique is not just a sports bar. We also have a killer menu um, with a bunch of, we got pizza burgers and melts and the combination of the food with the experience of, of a Broncos game or an Avalanche game or a Rockies game and having all that stuff packed into one. I mean, no one wants to sit at home by themselves and watch a game. You want to be around friends or you want to make new friends. You want to be full while you do it. And you also would like to have a few drinks with it as well. So with all the beers we have on tap and the diversity of our menu, there's no better spot to watch sports. You feel like you're in your house with all of your friends with you. If you're in the area, be sure to stop by the Sportsbook Bar and Grill today. 
And welcome back in second segment here of the BSN Avalanche podcast. Presented by In We Go. I am AJ. He is AD. AD, I guess we got to talk about the uh, the elephant in the room. Um, metaphorically speaking, there's no elephant in either of our rooms, I hope. Um, Ian Cole rocks Mark Jankowski at the blue line. Gets a five-minute major for charging uh, and then uh, gets a misconduct and five minutes for fighting because Sam Bennett jumped him and they exchanged punches, although it was really just Sam Bennett punching a dude who was hanging on for dear life. So thoughts on the hit? First of all, clean or dirty? I mean, clean. Uh, Watch this from every angle like everybody else probably. And, you know, it looked like he got him, you know, he led with his shoulder. My shoulder was down, though. I think the elbows were in. A little bit of push out with the elbow after the fall through. But, you know, I thought he just got him up high on the shoulder, really. And then, uh, you know, the kid falls to the ice, goes down like a sack of potatoes, hits his head. Uh, just didn't look like a, uh, you know, the only thing that I thought was maybe was that he, he did hit him a little late after the puck was gone. So, but he had his head down. I thought he was just falling through on a check that you know he knew he was going to hit him hard, but uh, I thought he hit him. I thought he hit him clean. I don't see. I don't. I don't expect this to be a suspension. I think they're probably going to look at it and say, "Gosh, you know that guy got over penalized. The Avalanche lost, and uh, let's leave it alone." But uh, I guess I could be wrong. You know, I don't. You know, maybe there's one angle I'm missing, but I sure look like he did not hit him in the head to start. Well, and, and even if even if uh, I know that there are some people out there that made the case that it was definitely charging, let's say that I agree with you. Let's give you charging. That's a two minute penalty top. Yeah, yeah, tops. I could see that. I mean, even interference, I could I could have seen that. The puck was a little late. Uh, leaving, you know, he, he, I think the puck was a was a good, you know, one Mississippi pass to play at least. So. Well, and how frustrating was it to the, immediately yep. in the next period, Matt Calvert got hit in the same exact manner and turned the puck over. The Flames scored immediately, and that that's that wasn't anything. That was just totally cool. Yeah, why, why didn't Why didn't Sam Bennett get anything in the last game either for crushing JT Coffer in the head? Uh, well, because JT Coffer, you know, doesn't matter in the scope of the NHL. Him getting yeah, hurt doesn't good. doesn't do anything for them. Well. So I mean, yeah, there's Sam Bennett do apparently do whatever action. The guy goes down, he looks hurt, everybody goes stunned. But the reality was, he, he seemed fine. Yeah, started uh, the, the second period. Guy, keep your head up, kid. That bottom, keep your head up. You know, that's the bottom line. The old days, they would have called that a well deserved hit for that kid. Now it's all, ooh, you know, gotta protect right. the player. You know, can't have it, uh, can't have it a hard hit in this game. Yeah, Ian well, Cole definitely got penalized for uh, hitting somebody in 2018. It was I mean, in a game where yeah. they've they've tried to make it about speed and skill. Uh, you have a you have a dude that just dropped the hammer on a fool, and apparently and that's just reacted. I mean, that's that's another that's a good point because I was just stunned when I saw that kind of hit. I'm like, when's the last time I was just thinking? When was the last time I saw a D man cross his own and crush a guy? Right. It seems like everybody's that's totally been taken out of the game and you know, I thought I thought that was always a great part of the game. I mean you keep your head if your head's down and you're skating across the middle, you know, you're gonna get hit. And that's that's 
that's what keeps guys honest, but also, you know, that's, that's hockey. And, uh, I was just shocked to see that. I hadn't seen that in so long. I'm like, wow. So I think everybody just so stunned that you could even dare to do that anymore. That they just threw the book at him right away. Right. Well, and, and I mean, the referee, um, I mean, his hand went up right away. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I was blown away by that, that, that it was, I mean, even even if you just two minutes for charging, and it's yeah. and then it's two minutes for the the instigator for Bennett, and it's like okay, it's four on four. Everybody goes back to their thing, and I mean, Ian Cole's become one of their most reliable defensemen, especially in their own zone. And he was all I mean, he was playing really well. I thought he was one of the only Avs defensemen that was really, yeah. you know, that that good things were happening when he was on the ice. I thought he was off to um, a, a decent start. You know, yeah. like that, all these high danger chances, all these scoring chances that that was not going on when Ian Cole was out on the ice, not to the crazy extent that it got uh, later on. And then, of course, the tide turns. The Avs have five defensemen. You know, they're having to overplay a Mark Barbario and Nikita Zadorov, you know, a guy, you know, the, Ian Cole's been a big part of their defensive success this year. So losing him, you know, it, it changed the course of that game. They were up. They were up four one. Everything was all good. You know, you were. It looked like, hey, the Avs are going to get lucky. They were going to. They were going to cruise around. No, um, looked like Varley would be able to. You know, the way he was playing was good. Varley was locked in. Well, he's not going to give up five. No. Okay, well, let's let's. I mean, do you want do you want to touch on Varley since we brought him up? I mean, yeah, that's fine. I, I know everybody's going to look at the numbers and thought he sucks. I mean, I thought he was pretty good the first two periods actually, but uh, couldn't stop a beach ball in the third. But uh, I also think the. I think he, uh, you know, definitely was not uh, a great player tonight. He was, uh, you know, part of the problem in the third, just like everybody else. But uh, I just, I look at this game more as the just sloppy play in front of him and McKinnon throwing pucks away and loafing back. And uh, that's, that's more what I put the blame on tonight. Although, you know, Varley, like he does when he gives up a couple. And, he, you know, it seems like the, he just can't – he gets up goals and just big floods all of a sudden. Yeah, he definitely is one of the – it seems like uh, when one gets by him, another one gets yep. by him, all of a sudden it seems like he gets real yeah, down on himself. There you go. He's fighting the puck and puck's winning. Um, well, and, and, I, and I felt like tonight would have been a great time for Bednar to use the timeout. You know, call him over, talk to him a little yeah. bit, something. What? Well, that's a good point, by the way. Why don't why don't teams allow goalie coaches on the bench? Why can't they? You know, why can't there be a goalie coach on the bench to come over and know. give them a good laugh to? And where, where's UC Parkala when when the guy really needs some tips? Yeah, I mean, I I think it would be uh, I think it'd be Not great really to have that. Like, why can't you guys have a goalie coach on the bench? Or maybe maybe they have been. I don't I don't think so. I don't think that's allowed. I think it's just a. I, I don't think so, but uh, I don't know. I'm actually going to ask about that. I hope that. I guess I, you know. I, I guess I'd never actually thought about it. Yeah. But, but right, what, what's Jared Bednar going to tell Varley other than you know stop the damn puck? Uh, Parkland <laughs> might notice something really valuable and have be able to tell it to him right away. Well, and, and there's a there's a relationship between a goalie and a goalie coach, you know, and and having the goalie coach be able to hey, you know, call him over and just be like maybe just have a conversation with yeah. him, you know, just calm him down, you know, get him back in the zone, yeah, get him like hey the, man, you got this, you've been the best goalie in the NHL. Right? 
It's like the corner, man. You guys getting taken to drubbing? You need that corner guy to celebrate yeah, sometimes. Like you have your you have your cut guy. Yeah, you know, you've got you've got you've got the sponge guy. You know, but then you need yeah. you need your hype man. How come how come goalies don't get a hype man? I think that's a this is a we've stumbled onto to greatness, AD. I mean, I think so. I mean, I I definitely want a Mick in my corner. I want you know. Speaking of, I mean, Rocky Three. How about Apollo Creed in Rocky's corner? That was like, he was the greatest corner man ever. Remember he says, "Come on, Rock, be more man than him." Oh, I'm getting just getting pumped up just thinking about that movie. Rocky Three, all time cult classic. I love, I love all the Clubber Lang. Oh, I love Clubber. I love, I love all the Rocky movies except the uh, shall not be talked about Rocky Five. Oh, is that the Russian one? No, no, that was four. Ah, yo, if, if I can change, you can change, then we can all change. Come on, that's a classic. I think I stopped at four. Yeah, that's uh, Ivan Drago. You gotta, I love the Ivan Ivan Drago, and they fight in Russia, and it ends the Cold oh, War. And God, I remember seeing that in the theater in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely did not. But I loved the hell out of them when I did get around to seeing them, and I've loved the Creed movies. They've been so good. Oh man, I just I just remind me of the Clubber Lang though. Rocky Three. Come on, Creed. Yeah. Turn your back on me. Come on, Creed. Mr. Don't need, was don't awesome. Need, don't need no half dead messing in my corner. <laughs> Mr. T. I honestly I think your Mr. T impression is way better than most of the accents <laughs> you try and do. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mr. T's actually a little freaky, to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, well, I, I tell you what, man, the Avs could have used a Mr. T tonight, or or uh, an Apollo Creed corner man. Like they needed, they yeah. needed something, yeah. man, because this was embarrassing. They needed, they needed smelling salts. This is what <laughs> they needed. In the, it just what a disaster, man. Jesus, I mean, I don't. I couldn't. I I was asked on Twitter, like, "Have you ever seen that three goal lead disappear in the third with the five goals against?" I, I'm sure I have. I can't remember though. I was trying to jog my memory. Um, it's. I know they've blown big leads before, but yeah, I don't can't remember the last time that's really happened in the third like that. It hasn't happened all that often under under Bednar, at least at least not in the last couple of years. Yeah, I would have to go back and. Um, I mean, I the, the forty eight I mean, point year kind of get got blocked out, but they didn't have very many three goal oh, leads that year. They were year. down eight nothing. Yeah. They were down eight nothing. They had no three goal leads to blow that year. Right, right. I'm sure there was though. I seem to recall a game in. Uh, uh, I was gonna say I've Detroit. I think I've seen it. I oh, can't remember when, but I know they they had some bad third periods in Detroit at times over <laughs> the years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was the, this By was the way, I read a, uh, I have a hockey book rec- I have a hockey book recommendation uh, for listeners. Even though it has to do with the Detroit Red Wings, uh, the book uh, The Russian Five is is good. Uh, I read a story of the Russian Five, of course, the Detroit. Um, good good book, uh, good read out there for for hockey fans. Uh, some Av stuff in it too. Some. Some uh, some descriptions from the from the great rivalry for from those Russian perspectives. Uh, I'll probably actually pick that up. 
You know, I've actually uh uh speaking of of books about rivals, I've been meaning to grab the uh the how the Minnesota Wild were made book. Uh that I, oh, it, keeps, it pops up on, it pops up on my Amazon recommendations all the time. And uh like I, how I they're rebuilt as a as a franchise as a like starting it was it was kind of like how they went through the expansion draft process uh-huh. and yeah. Well, I hadn't seen I hadn't, I hadn't heard of that. Who wrote it? Uh, it's it's called uh, How to Bake an NHL Franchise from Scratch, the First Era of the Minnesota Wild by Tom Lynn. Hmm. Interesting. No, I hadn't heard of it, but uh, sounds interesting. There's a lot of uh, a lot of books I got to catch up on. God, I've been. Yeah, this is like a this is a book is several years old now, um, and it always it always pops up, and I keep meaning to buy it. I just never got around to it, but it sounds interesting. So since the abs game was so bad that we've now turned to hockey books, I think we're going to go ahead and call it a call it a day for this segment. Anyway, Uh, we will be back on the other side to do God knows what. And as we as we close this fiasco out and let's look ahead a little bit to Vancouver and uh, really in our big party. Hopefully, and, uh, you know, and plug our party for sure. I I got us. I'm real glad that this did not this this meltdown did not happen at the party. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's it's still possible, but I'm you know, ugh. all right. Let's get out here for this segment. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We will be back to finish this thing off. Uh, don't go anywhere. The sports book bar and grill is owned by Denver natives who love Colorado sports. I'm a big sports guy. I love watching sports. I love people's reaction to sports when it's a high-stakes game. No matter what's going on in the world, it kind of unifies people, and everyone seems to be a friend, you know, when you're at a sports bar. So, yeah, that's that's the main reason I want to get involved with the sports bar. That was John Porter, part owner of Sportsbook. Him and his team pride themselves in creating a great environment for you to enjoy your favorite sports with TVs in every direction you look and so much more. Something that makes Sportsbook unique is not just a sports bar. We also have a killer menu um, with a bunch of, we got pizza burgers and melts and the combination of the food with the experience of of a Broncos game or an Avalanche game or a Rockies game and having all that stuff packed into one. I mean, no one wants to sit at home by themselves and watch a game. You want to be around friends or you want to make new friends. You want to be full while you do it. And you also would like to have a few drinks with it as well. So with all the beers we have on tap and the diversity of our menu, there's no better spot to watch sports. You feel like you're in your house with all of your friends with you. If you're in the area, be sure to stop by the Sportsbook Bar and Grill today. Welcome back in. Third and final segment here the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. Adrian, we uh, maybe a good thing tomorrow, though. There's a quick turnaround from this one, eh? Well, that's usually what I say, but I kind of get in the feeling like things are going downhill a little bit. I've got a bit of a bad feeling after tonight. I've got a feeling like, uh, you know, well, I don't know. Maybe they'll just come out one five nothing tomorrow too. I mean, this team isn't bad enough to just have those massive slides like the past. But uh, but uh, I feel like this is an important game all of a sudden now tomorrow. It's certainly not a must win, but it's uh, it's an important game. I think if they lose this game, they come home seven five all of a sudden with Nashville up next. I'm starting to. I'm starting to worry about just the f- maintaining the 500 level if they don't win tomorrow night. 
Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. Uh, Vancouver's eight and six right now, um, and the recent slate of games has been kind of odd. Uh, kind of, kind of, kind of goes to show that they're just sort of a team without much of an identity yet. That they're still just trying to figure their way through uh, the early season. Um, they, you know, their their last four games, they lost to Arizona, they lost to Pittsburgh, but they beat Minnesota and they beat Chicago um, last night. Yeah. So you know, I mean, they're eight and six. Uh, they're they're driven by their young guys. You know, this is this is very. I would say they're very reminiscent of Colorado last year. They've got some good guys up front. Um, you know, Bull, Bull Horvat, Elias Patterson, uh, Brock Besser, and company. You know, they've got some nice guys uh, on the some some decent young guys on the back end, and then their goaltending is it's it's okay. They don't really have a starter. Uh, they've got kind of a platoon and. Those guys have put up almost identical numbers so far. So, um, just kind of a kind of a blah team, to be honest with you. But playing in a weak division, so they may be one that hangs around in a playoff conversation. But regardless, if Colorado is serious about making the playoffs and actually maybe winning a round, these are games you got to win. Yeah, they they need a win tomorrow. I mean, uh, maybe Philip Gerbauer comes in and. And has a uh, you know top notch game. He uh, he got bailed out by his team against uh, you know Ottawa on his last start. Uh, but uh, I don't know I uh, you know Vancouver's you know gotten some younger guys. Finally, the Sedins are gone. You don't have that that as much as I love the Sedins. You know they probably hung on a year or two too long. Uh, Vancouver probably went with them just a little too long. Uh, for top six and uh you know they're not uh i have a feeling like the satan six record is going to be you know 10 and 15 it's soon you know i don't think they're that good but uh you know the way the abs are playing you know it's just uh gives you gives you a little bit of the willies i mean you know again they're not they're they had a good road trip back east, but uh, they kind of got away with a couple games that maybe they weren't so great at. And uh, I don't know, something just seems like they've let slide a little bit. Uh, you wonder. Well, this is this is this is a big game because the upcoming schedule is yeah. pretty legit, man. Yeah, I mean, and they get Nashville, right? Yeah, Nashville at home, and then they go to Winnipeg, where you know they're going to lose. Yep, that's a scheduled they loss. Go, they go to, I mean, not. That's not a scheduled loss in in how the term gets used, but yes, it's correct. <laughs> It is it is a loss that will end up on that is on the schedule. It'll be super frustrating too. They'll be in the game in the third period. Some bad, some, some bad pass or bad call will happen. A Nashville score, and their orange, their yellow shirted fans will jump in the air, and we'll all be super pissed off doing that podcast too. Well, um, okay, and then they head to Edmonton, who's white hot right now, beating everybody. Yep. And then they've got Boston, Washington, and then they finally get a little bit of a reprieve. Anaheim, L.A., and Arizona; those are three pretty bad teams. So, um, but that's—I mean, you can't—you can't just tank over the next, you know, six games while you wait for the schedule to soften up, because it does get real soft. You know, they go Anaheim, L.A., Arizona, Dallas, Nashville, Pittsburgh, St. Louis. Uh, that's you know, that's 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 a, a seven-game stretch there, where five games are very winnable. 
Um, and then you just hope you, you're competitive in Nashville and Pittsburgh. Uh, but this this is, you know, when you're looking at their upcoming schedule, this this game, you know, they threw away what, you know, we both felt like they were probably going to lose tonight just because it, it never goes well against Calgary, and it especially never goes well in Calgary. Never. But they threw away a four-to-one third-period lead and and now you know that makes that ramps up the pressure on a game like tomorrow. I mean that's yeah, this, that becomes an important game. This is this should have been an uh, you know an eight three and two team going into Vancouver. You're right. Thinking, wow, this is looking you know we're like things are things are good. They're hanging three, at the top of the right. standings. Yeah, we're eight and three and two. Now it just looks so much worse. It's seven four and two. Now you're thinking one more road loss. We're seven five and one. Or two, excuse me. And, uh, you know, here come the Nashville Predators who, you know, we're not as good at at all. So, well, and, and, and remember, I mean, before the playoff series last year, the Avs hadn't beaten Nashville in two years. Yeah, so, that's right. You know, there's they, they may have gotten, you know, a little confidence against them. But this is still, this is still a team that yeah, has I mean, owned them for the last couple of years. The Avs are going to play it tough and they very well could beat Nashville. Um, well, and but, we'll, I mean, look, we'll get but, into that game, but this but this you, Vancouver game, yeah, like this is a big game. They got to win. They tomorrow. were they were a period away from being able to say, "Hey, we could have a four point road trip here in Western Canada," and you know, and then that maybe makes a loss against Nashville or a loss against Winnipeg a little easier to stomach. But now you're talking about they threw away two points in in Calgary tonight. Uh, the the Vancouver game becomes really really important because that's I mean this sets the tone for the month. Yep, it's it's a tough schedule the first half of the month. Uh, you play Nashville twice, you play Pittsburgh, you play Boston, Washington, you play a, an Edmonton team that's just crazy hot right now. You play Winnipeg, yeah, and then you play a bunch of teams that you should realistically beat. But just because you're playing tough teams doesn't mean you can lose all those games and everything no. will be okay. No, they're gonna they're gonna win some of those games, but. It is. It's a big game, and I mean, two things have to happen tomorrow for this to to, to go. With their ghetto damn win again, it, that that first line has to be just if they're even half as bad as they were tonight, they probably still win the game. Uh, and and Grubauer, I mean, goaltending. Uh, if he can just come in and uh, you know make a bunch of saves early, and uh, and 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 uh, you know, and just. Kind of, kind of win a good goaltending game for uh, for change here recently. Um, that'll that'll help out a lot. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's how the ads are built to win. They are not built to win six to five games. They are built no. to win three to two on the back of good goaltending. Yeah. You know, defense that that keeps that that puts a limit on uh, the the quality of chances against. Not necessarily, you know, shots in general, but certainly the quality is something that they're very concerned about. And they've done a good job of that so far this year of getting good goaltending and limiting chances against. Tonight was a total breakdown in all phases, and it was a total. I mean, it's a complete disaster. Uh, but they've, you We're know, worst Avs losses in two years. It definitely is. It's definitely one. And and I I wrote in the grades tonight. This is the worst I've seen McKinnon play tonight in in certainly yeah, over a year. Really weird. He just he was just making wrong play after wrong play. It just didn't seem right. Well, and the frustration with him has been growing. He's been freaking out at practice. The other day at morning skate, he threw his stick into the stands when he uh, fumbled a puck. Yeah. Yesterday or a couple days ago when I was at practice, um, 
he uh, he bobbled a puck during power play work, and he, he smashed his stick against the board several times. Mm. Uh, I think it, I think that only made him more frustrated because it didn't break. Yeah. Um, so yeah. he just kept using it. <laughs> I, I um, so I, I you know I think it's been building. I think I think a game like this has been on its way, and now that it's out of his system, uh, you know you hope. Hey, maybe he comes out and he turns into Hulk McKinnon again tomorrow, and he scores five points. Maybe. And you know, we look back at tonight and we say, "Ah, oh, it's an aberration." But yeah. we've seen too much of of mediocre McKinnon in his career. A night like this is one of those like PTSD nights where you're like, "God, this reminds me of the bad days." It felt so much like those games where he was he was pressing, he wasn't sticking to the process, he just thought everything should happen because he was out there and yeah. he's the man, and it was you know. And he's he he deserves well, to have good things happen. I guarantee. Yeah. I guarantee Bednar. If, if we know enough about him by now, it's going to be he's going to be yelling at McKinnon big time over his defensive play tonight. Uh, oh yeah, he was just uh, he was making careless plays in the neutral zone oh. with the puck or turning it over at the other blue line and back they come and uh, he was slow getting back and he's minus three tonight. He was uh, he was well learned. Yeah, the whole. I mean, thing. That's- well earned that's a well earned negative three on the on his record that's not one of those ones where he like stepped on the ice and a goal happened and you're like man like i would like atrocious. to i would like to apologize to all avalanche fans for uh tweeting earlier in the day that i thought they lot line specifically would have a big night uh, yeah, i'm sorry i guess the data jinx is not officially dead like i thought it was uh, uh tonight it reared its very ugly head again and snapped up. Uh, I mean, I don't normally. Why would I go out of my way to say a line's going to have a big night? You know, I don't. I almost never do that, right? But somehow I did today. And of yeah, course, they, had they, the, worst uh, game, had the worst game in, in their whole career tonight. They they went from a three headed monster to something <laughs> much much less than <laughs> to that. A, to a couple of garden gnomes. <laughs> the three the three headed garden gnome. Might as well. Jesus. I mean, that's, that's as clever as anything I'm going to come up with. <laughs> Three-headed monster turned into uh, a, uh, a microscopic piece of dust on a pimple's, on a gnat's ass. <laughs> or something like that. Something. Yeah, so maybe not maybe not the greatest time for us to push the three-headed monster branding, eh? <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully tomorrow we feel a little bit better about it. Well, we can always go the other way. Say they're the worst players in the league. They're just the god awful and ugly to look at. Yeah, worst oh, worst no. top line in the NHL. Yeah, they'll be back. They'll be back. <laughs> no need to cancel those marketing plans just yet. But uh, yeah, no more games like that tonight, boys. Yeah, no kidding, eh? <laughs> All right, Adrian. Any uh, any final thoughts before we? Uh, you know, uh, just see everybody at the watch party tomorrow night at the Ice House Tavern, where we're giving away about oh, I don't know, nine hundred sweet tickets. <clears throat> I mean, come on out to Ice House Tavern. I'm about, I think at least a hundred people have RSVP'd. Uh, so we'll see. They're giving away fifteen sweet tickets. S W E and S U I spellings here. Yep. Uh, 15 sweet tickets to the December 21st Avalanche Montreal game. Uh, it's uh, that, I mean, BSN subscribers, 
We got you covered, man. We're we're here for you. We're giving away uh, we're giving away some gifts tomorrow night. Uh, so come on down to the ice house. Seven thirty p.m. The festivities should start. Yep. And now uh, we're gonna we're be gonna giving away t-shirts. All three of our hockey-related uh, BSN Lock Dever Locker t-shirts will be. Uh, giving away to some uh, lucky winners, and uh, I was uh, I was at the office today helping uh, get them get them all sorted out, sizes and which ones we're getting and all that. So yeah. very, we're very excited. Um, should have a lot of the BSN uh, family in in house tomorrow. Um, looking looking forward to seeing everybody. Honestly, I'm actually I'm actually amped for this. And if the abs have another game like time. that and a third period like that, then uh, you know. I guess heavy drinking all around for that podcast be in a bar at least (laughs) yeah i I tell you what the the fan cast tomorrow if the game goes like it did tonight the fan cast tomorrow is going to be be some blood on the floor (laughs) very interesting if they have that in front of our beloved fans tomorrow night there's there's gonna be some uh sour whiskey taste that (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Let's get out of here. Terrible night, man. Terrible night. Let's just call it a night on this game. Let's just move on. I agree. We're just going to move on, and uh, we thank you guys for uh, for listening. We're looking forward to seeing those of you who are coming out tomorrow. This should be an awesome time. We're all excited. Um, this is um, the, this is it. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by In We Go. We'll see you guys tomorrow night.